Today's episode is brought to you by Fulton, a modern brand of arch support. Fulton launched the most comfortable, supportive, and sustainable insole on the planet. Fulton insoles have a deep heel cup and a comfortable arch support that aligns your body from head to toe. They're using sustainable materials like vegan cactus leather and cork, allowing them to mold to the shape of your arch and provide customized support. They are also shock absorbing, reducing impact on the body and are aligned with natural foam to make them extra comfortable. Back in 2011, I broke my ankle. That's a story for another day. Anyway, since then, me and cute shoes have not gotten along. I have to wear shoes that give me the best support for my ankles. But in heels, child, when I wear heels, I have to wear insoles or I'll be looking crazy because I need all the support. If you are in need of insoles that provide customized support, Fulton is offering our listeners $10 off your next purchase at walkfulton.com by using the code POD10. That's code POD10 for $10 off at walkfulton.com. Check out the website to see how Fulton can support you. Hey y'all, so May is Mental Health Awareness Month and I really wanted to review three conversations that I had with some really dope therapists previously on the show. Um, You will hear conversations about the importance of emotional wellness, healing, and anxiety during the pandemic. Now, at the time when some of these episodes were recorded, um, we were in a different season of our life and you know maybe it made sense then but I feel like over the year the the last year that we've actually had that some of these conversations are even more important now and so I hope that there is something that you'll be able to gain from this I hope that there is something in this conversation that resonates with you if you feel like you are in a place where you do need some support from a therapist or a counselor if you go to my website um, www.feliciawallace.com there's a resource tab that has a few of these ladies practices because they're in the DMV area but also there's links for you to be able to search a therapist within your area Y'all know that I am an advocate for therapy. And so I will tell you therapy and Jesus, they both work. (laughs) So um, if you feel like that's something that you need, definitely go to the page and go ahead and get connected with somebody. Um, I'd also like to hear whether or not you want these ladies back on the show and maybe we can have a completely different conversation. There's a form in the bio um, where you can click and make a topic suggestion for the show. But until then, y'all go ahead and listen to this episode. You're listening to the Slang Self Doubt Podcast, where we empower women of faith to identify, acknowledge, and accept their doubts and limits and beliefs in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Valencia Graham holds many titles, including therapist, minister, speaker, and author. She is a licensed clinical professional counselor in the state of Maryland. She is also a nationally certified counselor. She is the owner and director of clinical programs, Unstuck Counseling Services in Laurel, Maryland. Valencia has a passion for helping her clients overcome their hurts, help them to create new experiences in the context of a safe, accepting, and non-judgmental therapeutic relationship. She is here today to talk about the journey of healing by using her five-step approach to freedom, which includes truth, acceptance, grief, boundaries, and risk. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self Dog Podcast. I am here with Valencia Graham from Unstuck Counseling. Thank you for being with us today. How are you? 
I'm doing well. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, I am so excited about this conversation, y'all. It's about to get, look, we had started and then I had to stop because it was about to be too <laughs> good, okay? So um, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your um, the Unstuck Counseling, uh, I, I don't want to say office, business, Unstuck Counseling. How about that? We just believe sure. that, yes. <laughs> So I am a licensed clinical professional counselor. I'm nationally certified, meaning that I took this test and I'm like good throughout the entire United States. And then I'm licensed by the state of Maryland as a um, professional counselor. Okay. So what does that mean? That means I'm a psychotherapist. I sit in an office with a closed door and <laughs> I talk to people all day. Um, more than that, I, I listen. Yeah. And when I, I'm, there's a way that you listen. Um, there's a, there's a method to it. I mean, there really is a skill mm. that goes into being a therapist, a social worker, a counselor, whatever term you want to use. There really is a skill. We're not just listening as a friend would. We're listening for, well, I am listening for behavior patterns. I'm, mm. I'm listening to tone of voice. I'm watching your body language. Yeah. 90% of communication is nonverbal. So I have true. to be looking at what you do. Yeah. Um, which is why sometimes video counseling is kind of ineffective because uh, you could be switching. Yeah. Your leg could be shaking. You could have just a ton of anxiety. But the only people, see. yeah. Yeah. Right. You can only see your face. Yeah. 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 So listening and I'm really to help people make, um, connections um <clears throat> and and bring together patterns in their own lives mm. so that they can they can bring about their own healing it's oh. not my job to do it's not the therapist's job to bring about healing yeah we just create an environment where you feel safe enough to heal wow see you about to start yeah. already already yeah, so that's what i do <laughs> and so, i do it oh go ahead no go ahead you do so it. I do it at Unstuck Counseling, which is, um, I thought about who my favorite clients were and all of them were stuck. And so mm. that's how I came up with the name Unstuck. It resonates. The minute you hear Unstuck yeah. Counseling, you know exactly what it means. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's grown really quickly. I started in April 2018 just by myself in a room. I rented a room in Columbia on Saturdays. Oh, wow. I was open for five hours. Every other Saturday, five hours. It's March 2020. I think we have about 100 clients. Wow. Um, I just hired my third clinician. Wow. And I have a part-time office manager. Nice. So business is good. Business is booming. But we're real about what we do. I hire therapists who really believe in the work and really can fulfill the embodiment of what it means to be a clinician at Unstuck Counseling. So I, I, my success is due to them and having a mission and, and sticking to it. I, that is so important now that um, we've talked about it before. Um, we did an episode a couple of months ago about emotional wellness. And generally, you know, people think about it just when it has to do with like, sometimes I think people think that they need therapy um, or counseling when something traumatic happens. And I definitely tell people it doesn't have to be that, you know, like for myself, I go 
to therapy, but it's it it's not anything traumatic. It's because I suffer from anxiety where my thoughts like will literally take over, which is the whole purpose of this podcast, because <laughs> I can yeah. talk myself out of anything. And so it's 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 helpful to be able to talk to somebody who doesn't know you, who never met you, but can, like you say, pay attention to those shaking of the leg or grabbing of the hands or mm-hmm. um, you don't realize you're sweating, but you're sweating because yeah. your body is saying something, even though your mouth is spewing other words, you know? Right. So why do you think it's important for people to get counseling just for maybe a various of reasons? What do you think the biggest benefit is? Okay, so you asked me two questions. Okay, yeah. So the first one is, why do I think it's important that people get counseling? Because we're human. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we're human. Yeah. We're human and things hurt us. And when we are hurt, we don't always know it. We sometimes don't know how to process it. And more importantly, we don't understand how that wound impacts us moving forward in other relationships even the relationship with self that's true Mm. um we i mean we do a lot to maintain a certain level of i guess livelihood is a good word Mm. but we do a lot of mental um gymnastics to maintain a a certain level of being Mental gymnastics. That that mm, okay. I'm I'm with you. I am yeah. with you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. do a lot of it to say that we're okay. Yeah. To show up at work and be cool. To put on all these great looking clothes and we just you know we lay it from head to toe. Like yeah. that takes that takes a lot of work when you're. Yeah. Hurting. It's draining. But, it's draining to wear yeah. that mask every single day, day yeah. in and day out. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, as long as you're living, things are going to hurt you and it's okay. We are human and we have a right to acknowledge that something has hurt us, which we haven't been able to do really in the black community. And I'm going to say black. No, it's real. It's It's real. Not just African-American, but black people throughout the pan. I mean, we have clients that come in from Nigeria and Cameroon, you know, we international baby. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that is, you know, we, we have had for so long, we've had to have such a tough exterior. Yeah. And it's breaking us. It is breaking us. It is. It's so important because now it's, it's affecting our kids. And Mm -hmm. If we don't heal from like, even for myself, I've said it on the show, my, my, the way I knew that I struggled with anxiety is because it showed up in my kids mm-hmm. and I would get so frustrated with like, I don't understand why they so stressed out. Like, cause in my mind, you don't have anything to worry about. But when I was able to see like, oh, that is me, that's mm-hmm. me in a, you know, in a 10 year old's body and I'm 30 something years old. And it's like, okay, no, you have to work on you so that you can show him how to be able to handle that and how to be able to deal with whatever it is that in their minds and whatever's going on in their lives is stressful to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Parents teach their children how to regulate their affect. Mm. Do that by interacting with them. If the child sees you blow up, guess what the child is going to do? If the child sees you calm, cool, and collected, guess what your child is going to do? If if you are a safe place for your child, 
your child is going to be able to come to you with all of their emotions because children are not regulated at all. Right. That's the beauty of child. <laughs> yes. That's the beauty of being a child. Yeah. Right. And but they'll come to you and they'll trust you and they will take that from you. Yeah. And so it is important that we are healthy for our children. Yeah. Yeah. That is definitely super duper important. So um how has self-doubt showed up in your journey? Like Ooh. child. <laughs> well, <laughs> um it it shows up in a myriad of different ways. So it, it, it shows up as I really, really wonder sometimes if I am doing the best that I can as a clinician. I, I wonder if I am really meeting my clients where they are. Mm. I, I wonder if there is too much of me in the session. Wow, wow. Um, which I'm a big personality, right? You yes. know that, you yes, know I do. me from I, here. Yes, so yes I, I do. I come into a room and I take it over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and so, Part of that, I don't turn myself off when I go into a room per se, mm. because I'm, I'm Valencia, you know, I'm a human being and I'm as much a part of this experience as the client. Yeah. But I, sometimes I wonder, like, am I telling too many jokes? Mm. Am I, like, <laughs> that'd be funny. Um, like, are we laughing too much? Like, am I, am I just really meeting my client? Um, mm. and I give license to my clients to tell me how their experience was, if they are, if they, that this is helpful for them mm-hmm. or if it's not, and if it's not, what can we do to make it, how can we shift this environment so that, um, the client can get what they came for? Yeah. Um, so I think that's good. That. That's checking in though, because yeah. I think that no matter what, what relationship you're in, whether it's, you know, marriage, whether it's parenting, whether it's teachers, like work, whatever the situation is, you should always check in because you need to make sure that you're, you're giving the, the person that you're serving what they need from you, mm-hmm. you know, because once they stop receiving that people check out, they'd be like, I don't, yeah. I don't need to do this anymore. Or some people are scared to say, you know, and now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm past that point. We need to kind of get here or yes, this is uncomfortable for me. And you know, whatever the case may be, sometimes people look to whoever is leading it to be the person to know. And it's like, I don't know, because if I think I'm, I'm doing things right, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to yeah. just keep going. If it's working, it's working. Yeah. And we, and I have a lot of clients are not used to, to know mm. or to say that they don't like something. Yeah. So from the beginning, I give clients permission to disagree with me. Yeah. To tell, yeah. Like, this is what I'm seeing. Tell me, is this your experience? Yeah. What's happening for you? I, I doubt myself in terms of, I, I wrote this book some years ago and I just can't seem to finish it. And it's, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I keep saying that I'm going to get to it. And then I never do. I had, I guess, a vision for a podcast. Actually, I really want to do YouTube channel. I want to do like, I don't want to tell nobody what it is, but I want (laughs) nobody to steal it. But I want to (laughs) do, do videos like unstuck minute Mm. in, in a way to generate more, um, more business. For my company but I just I keep saying oh I'm tired as soon as I hire someone therapist as soon as I have somebody 
doing all of these other things, then I can do it. Like there, you're right. There is something, a mental block in my head. I don't think it's fear. I'm afraid. Um, I'm stuck. I, I'd be. <laughs> might be. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it shows up, it shows up in my relationships. I mean, it shows up everywhere. Yeah. It shows up in every person's life. And that is, we have to be able to embrace our humanity. And I think that that is difficult for us sometimes because we're so, um, we get so wrapped up in what the world thinks things should be or how things look on social media or how people assume that how we should show up. And so I think that sometimes we get sidetracked or we, we want it to look a certain way. And so we're fearful of the fact that if it doesn't look that way, that has to be when my air crows wrong right and right. so yeah. if it doesn't look like how this person is doing it then it can't be right but one of the things that I always have to remember is that I'm me and whoever I am is purposeful and wonderfully made and that's what makes me unique mm-hmm. to everybody else. I'm not going to look like everybody else it's not going to look like it's going to look like it's perfect for me because I'm me and nobody can change who I am. So um, that definitely makes a big difference. So in your journey, what have you learned about yourself that you did not know before? (laughs) (laughs) See, look, just like a little unstuck uh, uh, unstuck session right here. Come on now. Let me just tell you something. You put that YouTube uh, thing, that unstuck minute out in the open. Trust me when I tell you I'm going to be looking for it, okay? Oh, so I'm going to keep God. reminding you because now you said it out loud. You said it out loud, so uh, we're going to hold you accountable. Uh, all please do. Please <laughs> do. I, I probably need some tips from you on how to do it. <laughs> oh, I got you, boo. I got uh, you. We're going to hold you. Oh, We're going we gonna to be looking for it, okay? I'm, okay. I'm, I'm a, look, that's, that's what I need. Sometimes I need a swift kick in my... That, yeah. Which is what we all need. Yeah. Um, so what have I learned about myself? I know, I know. I, I got to be having some tough questions, don't I? Can I come? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took a DNA test. And it turns, turns out, out. I'm 100%. I mean, Lizzo said it best. Yes, ma'am. Yes. But really? Yeah. Um, I am. You the bomb? Yeah. Yes. And not yes. even in a, you know, when I make statements like this, I hate that I have to qualify it. Yeah. Right. Or I have to put a disclaimer around. Like I am gifted. Yes. And I am purposed to do the work that I'm doing it and the way that I'm doing it. And that makes me the shit. Yes, ma'am. Because nobody can do what I can do. Nobody Nobody can do it how I see it. Yes. Nobody can say it how I say it. Nobody can put it together and nobody can um, execute yeah. the way that I can. You're going to execute Felicia. You're going to execute the way that Felicia was. Yes. I execute the way that God has given it to me. And that sets me apart. Yeah. Come on, come on. Right. <laughs> and so because of that, um, I have learned that, well, one, I mean, I always knew that, but talk about like, you know, building a whole business. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. And being able to pay yourself. Yes. That is a different. Wage <laughs> yes. From your business. Yes. Um, so that, but girl, I lost my daggone point. I'm a little unorganized. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. It's all right. You know? 
and that's like that's okay i've yeah. always known that i didn't like doing administrative stuff and mm-hmm. that's okay because i hired someone who's excellent at it yeah so i don't have to i don't have to put that monkey on Listen, my back i can I, free myself up you gotta know what your what your lane in your ministry is if it ain't it you just yeah. give it you outsource that don't work for me i can't do it you just you, you just can't um i'm dedicated that's what i wanted to say yeah. i'm dedicated i have a belief um, and I have a vision for what I want unstuck counseling to be. Yeah. I will not deter from it. Yeah. I, won't. Yeah. I have had opportunities to do this and to do that. And, and I just, that is not what I want my yeah. business to look like. That is not what I want us to do. And I'm not willing to compromise on that. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's been rewarding for me yeah. um, because it's just, I was just talking to my cousin and I was just saying a year ago, I was struggling to try to think of what the crap I was going to talk about in the next episode, like talking myself up to do it. Like you already did an episode and you got to do another one. And at this point I'm like, okay, I have ideas for freaking November and it's, Mm -hmm. it's March. You know what I'm saying? Like when it happens and you've realized that, no, this is real. Like I can do this. I have the capability to do it. It is impactful. It is changing people's lives. It is making a difference. I'm growing. Like when you see it all come kind of full circle, even if it's not what the end goal is, but you see that the traction that you're putting in, you're seeing the results. It makes you keep going. It makes you want it and it makes you proud of yourself. So Mm -hmm. yes, you can say, I'm the shit because I am in yeah. my in my lane, in my area, in the the in the place that God has gifted me, I am doing the damn thing. And right. I'm just keep doing it as I, long as I just stay I'm right stay here. in my I'm lane. Just, I'm gonna stay, stay in my, in my lane. lane. I'm gonna mind my business. I'm, I'm over here. You over there, that's good. We we all good, you know? Yeah. And I think that, that, that no, that's a great self-awareness that, that I think there's sometimes, and, and I like the fact that you said, like, we shouldn't have to, like, clarify, like, I ain't trying to sound conceited. Right. No, we're not. It's confident. Because when yeah. you're confident in what you're doing, you continue to you continue to do it to me I you know conceited is completely different it's not yeah it doesn't it I think it's a way it's an aura that you give off that's what conceited gives off but I think confidence is completely different and so yes we should be confident in exactly what we're doing because this is what God has called us to do Mm -hmm. and we we are qualified because he called us period Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day you can't you you can't you can't take that away from us so it's it's just you know it it is what it is so today we're here to talk about healing because i think that that's a huge thing just especially with this uh women's history month and just really i've really been trying to focus on topics that will help us to be able to really walk into the best versions of ourselves and to be able to walk into our 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 god-given purposes like sometimes there's things that are stopping us from doing what it is that we're supposed to be doing whether it's self-doubt whether it's um an an awareness of the fact that we have more to to do more to give or even just figuring out what it is sometimes it's like getting over something getting past something whether it was something that was done to you you did to yourself or just life in general just kind of how things happen so 
I wanted to talk about healing because I think it's so important because right before this, one of the things that I said is that a lot of times people think they just get over stuff Mm -hmm. and it kind of disappeared, you know? And so then they feel like, man, I don't have that problem. I'm not, this, this issue isn't an issue anymore because I'm over it until something triggers them. And then is back and then you're like well where where did that come from oh because it was never gone right (laughs) Um, so the first thing is how do how do we even know we need to heal like how do you know you need to heal and then you said like get over it quite a few times yeah because that's what we do right we just say we're gonna get over it especially as women like we say we're gonna push through we're gonna power through that it's all i'll get over it i'm fine i'll get over it um, that's yeah. usually how the sentence goes. I'm fine. Yeah. I'll get over it. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm I'll over get it. over it. Yeah, I'm over it. They don't, that don't bother me no more. I ain't even tripping off of that, right? Like, okay, no. but your body language and all that. Y'all can't see us, but your yeah. hand. No, <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, my God, she coming to the room. You turn yes. your back the other way. <laughs> Who going to be there? Oh, she's <laughs> she, she, she coming. No, right. <laughs> um, I don't know that there is a things such as get over it. Um, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. I just, I don't know that that thing exists now. I mean, I'm not Nostradamus, you know, not at the moment, Yeah. but (laughs) I just, I don't know that I can't say that I subscribe to that because getting over it would imply um, that you don't have to process through it. Yeah. Yeah. And so how do you know that you need healing? Have you ever been hurt? If the answer to that question is yes, then you might need a healing. Yeah. Well, there ain't no might. Yeah, you do. You know, some things, some things can lose us and not really just like, oh man, that really hurt my feelings. Yeah. But it, on a, the grand scale of life, you can kind of move forward. Some other things, we, no, 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 no. We just, we're not, <laughs> we just, there is no getting over it. Yeah. Um, there is a, a, a therapist by the name of Dr. Joy Deguri. I believe mm-hmm. that's how you say her last name, but she has a book called post-traumatic slave disorder. Ooh. And in this book, she asserts that every person um, of African descent living in America is um, suffering with post-traumatic slave disorder. Wow. So if we think about our history in terms of, and I will, I know our history did not start with slavery. Right. Clear about that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, all you hoteps, don't come for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But if we could just talk about how we came to America and yeah. how um, our very own people, our ancestors in Africa on the West Coast sold us out. Yeah, like they sold us into slavery. Yeah, and so now we have the transatlantic slave trade, and we're dying by the millions. And then we get here, and now we are in this—you know—we're slaves, and where our families are being broken, and our women are being raped, and our our men are being killed, and mm. you know we have all of that. Like that is our history as yeah. we start in America, right? Yeah, and so that went on for years and years and years. So you and I, Felicia, we're 80s babies, yeah. right? Yes, ma'am. If we go back two generations, where are we historically? We are right at kind of the end of slavery. Yeah. yeah. 
So my grandmother, my grandmother was born in 1930. She was born on a cotton farm. Mm. She was still picking cotton. Wow. Yeah. If you think about that. Yeah. So, right. That's not, my grandmother is still living. My grandmother will be 90 this year. So think about that from a contextual standpoint, right? Yeah. Her grandmother, I don't know how old her grand, like, I don't know, but my my grandmother's mother passed away when she was 11. Wow. Either 11 or 13. Mm. Right. So think about this trauma. My grandmother's born on a car, on a cotton farm to people who pick cotton and still still worked in North Carolina, okay? So we're in the Jim Crow South. Imagine what it is for my grandmother to move to DC with all of that trauma and losing her mother. Think that she inflicted trauma on her kids? Right, right. And it got, just gets passed down from generation to generation. Right. So now we're talking intergenerational trauma before you were even born. Yeah. Right? So to say that we are not hurting couldn't be further yeah. from the truth. Yeah. And some some of it is that you don't even know. Like mm-hmm. I said earlier, sometimes it takes for your kids to show you what it is that you're actually hurting from. Because I, I would assume that whatever my nervousness and my anxiety of whatever it is didn't start <laughs> in my 20s and 30s. You know, no, it was likely all. always there, you know. <laughs> and so then you go back and you say, well, where did that come from? Who did, right. where did it start? And then then you go keep going back and you keep going back. And when you say it like that, like now, like as you are talking about it and I just talk about thinking about the things that kind of run in my family, I can trace it back. You know yeah. what I mean? Like my, I had the, you know, the opportunity my great grandmother lived with us for about 10 years before she um, passed away. She was born in 1915. Mm-hmm. Like, so when you think of, when I think about that, like, dang, what did she go through that she yeah. passed on to her, my grandmother that then passed on to my dad that then happened to me that now was, and you think about like those things and it's like, no, we're not that far removed. Mm-mm. My partner's mother, his mother went to the first school that was integrated in Durham, North Carolina. Wow. Wow. She's still living. She's still healthy. So think, so think about that. So when we think about healing, right. And we think about the levels in the layers of trauma that we've experienced just as a people, this is, this is before you got your heart broke at 15. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You know, this is before, you know, your friends didn't want to talk to you again, Yeah. you know, in, in 10th grade, this is before you got crushed because you didn't get into the college of your dreams or the love of your life you know, you found out he cheated on you before, yeah. before all of your own stuff. Yeah. Right. We walk around with it and we don't know. And I think that the point that you make is exactly it. You're looking through your family and you're like, oh, wait, oh, you do that too? Yeah. Oh, she did that? Oh, yeah. she did that? Oh, she yeah. did that? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we can see these family patterns, which is, um, I spent a few sessions on the family dynamic. Who's in your family? Yeah. What are some of the rules in your family? What are some of the unspoken rules? What are the indirect messages that you've received? Yeah. I have a client now who, actually, I have quite a few clients, quite a few of um, us 80s babies who were raised with the, the message that they walked away with is that if you are not accomplishing something, mm. Mm. You are not worth anything. And so these are the people, these are the high achievers. Like, are you getting another degree? Another right. Another certification? Like, yeah. what is going on? 
but life, you know, having a relationship just does not work because yeah. you don't believe that you are worth anything unless you are working towards a goal that comes from somewhere. Yeah. And it comes at it ain't with a cost because that's yeah. going to cost you something, whether mm-hmm. it's your, even if it's your peace of mind, which is, cause yeah. that's stressful. I couldn't imagine Ugh, the, I, it that, happens all the time. Yeah. That's how people end up in careers and jobs that they hate. Mm. Yeah, it it happens, right? But we we have to look at not just our own stuff, our own pain. But what yeah. kind of pain did your mother and, and your father go through? Because that pain it came over to you. Yeah, it it did. Yeah, and that's they didn't so want true. it to. Right? They and didn't even, want it to. They're not mean people. Just that's what that's what happens. When you haven't processed through your stuff. Man, that's so deep. Because when you think about it, we pass things on that even unspoken things. You just have Mm. no idea. I remember when my youngest son was, you you know, you think of certain things that traits or eye color, hair, you know, stuff like that. Like, this is obvious. Like, I suffer from asthma allergies. Both of my kids have some variation of both, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. it all comes from me. So if those things are able to be passed on what makes you think that emotional instability isn't passed on or Mm -hmm. you know your the way of thinking or how you think about yourself if if that's how you're showing up to your kids even if you're not saying it because we that goes to the whole thing of do as I say not as I do type Mm -hmm. situation Mm -hmm. right but no they they still are learning from all of of our behaviors like that wow yeah children are sponges yeah just when you thought that you didn't cuss around your baby and your baby say, oh, shit. <laughs> right. And you're like, where you hear that from? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So let's, let's be mindful about what it is that we, yeah. and you don't realize it until someone is a reflection of you. Someone right. is, a, and you see it in other people. And those are one of the things that I, I'm always like mindful of is in regards to like the self-awareness of being able to see yourself in in your partner, see yourself in yeah. your kids, see yourself in your parents, see yourself in your friendships, because we attract what we know. We attract yeah. what we are. That's the whole yes. difference. And we talking about healing. No, okay, so. no but this- see, that is, so um, part of my job as a therapist is to do what is called psychoeducation. And mm. that is to provide education on, hmm, how can I say this in a way that's not super... Is to 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 break it down for you. Yeah. All this clinical jargon to break it down on a level that is understandable yeah. in 2020. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so what you just said is a lot of people believe that opposites attract, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually that couldn't be further from the truth. It is actually familiarity that attracts, mm. right? And so if you are used, and I'll just use women because it happens to women, it happens to men too. Yeah. Um, and let me just say that I have a robust clientele of men. That's awesome. That um, awesome. Unstuck Counseling was designed after the black man, caveat. I went to um, a weekend workshop where uh-huh. this, uh, this um, my business coach, Ajetta Robinson, made us sit in a room, in her little conference room, for three days, for eight hours a day. And we did these client avatars, and we went over and over and over about who our five favorite clients were what did we Mm -hmm. like about them what did we believe that we were able to help them do Mm -hmm. all of the client avatars that I came up with were black men wow so unstuck counseling was really born and fashioned after the black man so think about this in terms of relationship patterns girls that have absent or emotionally unavailable fathers Mm -hmm. guess who they end up in a relationship with 
emotionally unavailable men. <laughs> oh, right. 85% of children that have an alcoholic parent marry an alcoholic. Wow. That is not by coincidence. Yeah. That is you, you attract what you are familiar with. Yeah. Right? So men who have emotionally unavailable moms, guess who they end up in a relationship with? That's crazy. Or men who I have, um, I have quite a few men who've had really passive mothers. They really, they feel strongly about their mother in one way or another. Mm-hmm, All mm-hmm. of the men um, that have married passive women, one, they're now divorced. Mm. But secondly, they married extremely dominant women. Mm. So listen, so when I say that, <laughs> that these wounds go deep, scars go deep, I'm telling you real shit. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. as we uh. explore, yeah. so who did you date before you got married? It shows up. We show, it shows up in these, in these patterns, right? Yeah. Pattern of domineering women. Well, but I really like this girl. Well, what made you not choose this girl? Mm-hmm. Oh, she was, she was passive, right? So yeah, it is what is familiar to us mm. that we that we draw to. And so when you keep having failed relationship after failed relationship after failed relationship, I'll be over here like just so in, intrigued and so like engulfed in the conversation. Like I'm just over here like just keep going, keep going. <laughs> So what would you say, uh, what are the five steps of healing to like, for the person that is ready? Like they are, tell us what your, what what you say the five steps of healing are. Well, um, so my five steps, so I'm just looking at them and I think I might need to change, uh, one and two, but I'll just do it how I have it. The first thing is you need to tell the truth. Mm. That's a tough thing for people. Yes, it is. Because yes, the truth could be, people. No, you know. Let me take that back. The truth is easy when you're talking about other people. The truth is difficult when you have to say it about yourself. Because mm-hmm. you got to say the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. And no, no one wants to face the ugly. Yeah, and that that's true. The other part of telling the truth is, if I tell my truth, mm. then I have to tell the truth about my mother. Wow. And then I have to tell the truth about my father. Yeah. I have to tell the truth about my sister. I have to tell the truth about my grandmother and my and all of this yeah. family dynamic that I want to protect yeah. or whatever. When I tell the truth, tell I, have, I have to tell the whole, whole truth. truth. Yes. And if I tell the whole truth, then I might lose some relationships. Wow. I might have to get a divorce. Yeah. That is, that, that, that'll stop you right there. Nothing. Hear me clearly when I say this. You will not have any modicum of peace in your life. Not the peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm, mm. You will not have that until you can tell the truth. Wow. You won't have it. You can't have it. Yeah. That's so true. That that, that, that trying to get me chills. Oh, that is so true. You can't have it. You can't. You cannot have it. Because if you if you're not willing to do that, you're not you're not willing to do the work. You can't even tell a you gotta tell, like you said, the whole truth. You can't tell a portion of it. The because whole 
truth. The part so of, help you God. Yes. And the thing about it is I think that what what maybe scares people about telling the truth is like you said, the hurting of the other people. You know, I know when I started this journey with the podcast, I knew that I was telling my truth and I was going to share it with whoever's going to listen, right? And one of the things that I had to be able to do is I mm-hmm. had to talk to the people that were uh, attached to my truth. So that meant I had to go to my parents. I had to go to my my sister. I had to go to my husband. I had to go to my son's father. I had to be able to tell them, I'm not saying anything negative about you. I'm not saying anything that doesn't change the relationship that we're in right now. I would never disrespect you, but this is my truth. It's my journey. And I need to be okay with you hearing what it is that I have to say, even if it challenges what Mm -hmm. you believe to be true. Like it's my truth. And it scared the bejesus out of me because I was just like, what if they say no, right? And then I was like, I mean, if they say no, am I still going to do it or whatever? Mm -hmm. And thank God they all said, okay. You know, like it wasn't that they didn't, even though they didn't know what the truth was going to be and what this journey was going to look like, they all with, you know, was open to it. Just like, okay, if that's Mm -hmm. what you feel like you need to do, do whatever Mm -hmm. you need to do. But I needed to, in order for me to move forward, I had to feel comfortable enough to be able to tell my story, knowing that I was not intentionally trying to hurt anybody by anything that I've ever, you know, anything that I say. Maybe that's the start of it. Like, I mean, it it is a part of telling the truth, but you got to do what you need to do for you. Like, period. So this, (laughs) this sounds really, my clients look at me like with eyes wide open. (laughs) I'm just like, so what, so what happens if they die? Yeah. What happens? What happens if they die? Yeah. Or what happens if some if you know if it doesn't work out this relationship that you you're protecting so much? Like what happens if it doesn't? Like God forbid that it doesn't. I'm not yeah. wishing that. I'm not wishing ill will on anyone. Yeah. But we really have to think like who's left? Who's left right. standing? Yeah. Who do you wake up with in the morning? Yeah. Who do you go to bed with at night? When you look in the mirror, who's looking at you? Yeah. You, right. So yeah. that means it is up to you to take care of Of you you. yeah and that starts with telling the truth yeah the truth sets you free yeah and that's not a cliche (laughs) that is not a cliche yeah that is in every holy scripture yeah that exists yeah the truth will set you free but you gotta tell it yeah yeah that is Whew, and look, some people are going to be like, I'm going to turn this off right here. <laughs> I don't even want to hear two through five. <laughs> I don't even want to hear two through five. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to see the, telling the truth is the hardest part. That's that's very true. That's the hardest part. Yeah, because once you, you can get over that. Yeah, once you get over that, the rest is is, is it's a cakewalk. People spend years in therapy trying to tell the truth. And it's okay. Yeah. Because you got to sift through a lot of lies. Yeah. Whew. Whew. Before you can get to the truth. Yeah. Because you've been doing this for so long. Yeah. You've been living this way for so long. You've been believing this for so long. You've been saying this. You've been acting this way. And people know you as yeah. this person. Yeah. And so there's a lot that we got to sift through before we can get to that truth. But that's what happens. That's how you get unstuck. Yeah. That that's true because you you're protecting to. you're protecting the image, not the person. That's you're what protecting you, the truth that's in your heart. Yeah, yeah, it's there. And so what you've done is you've built a callus 
around your heart so that this thing doesn't hurt you anymore. Wow. You'll do this now. You'll do that now. You'll do this now. You'll do that now. So that all to, to say, to, to say this thing doesn't hurt. Like when I say we do mental gymnastics, that's a real thing. Yeah. And I, I understand it. Right. Because that is how we learn to survive. Mm. We didn't have, like we are the generation that has the privilege of getting help. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Real talk. Yeah. Our yes. parents didn't have that. Their yeah. parents didn't have that. And so what do you have to do? Because life is going to go on. Yeah, absolutely. They... You had to figure out a way to survive. What I'm saying is you have to tell the truth in order to be able to thrive. That, okay, so that's number one. Number, number one, one, y'all, tell the truth. Tell, tell the, truth the truth. And the whole truth. The whole truth. Everything. Everything. So what's number What's number two? Number two is you have to accept what has and has not happened. <laughs> I don't think you should change the order. One and two actually <laughs> No, no, I, you think that goes <laughs> No, that keep that, keep it, keep it the same, yes. Now, number two is accepting what has and has not happened. I can, let me just talk about my mother really quickly. My mother passed away uh, three years ago, March 1st. Um, my mother was the sweetest and the meanest woman you'd ever want to meet. Mm. And I mean it. She was, she could be mean as a junkyard dog sometimes. <laughs> um, well, she wasn't that well. She was that <laughs> um, But she was sweet too. Mm. She, um, it, there was a lot that we didn't get. You know, and, and so when I talk about like these, these traumas, right, we have to understand our family pattern, right? Because yeah. if I didn't know that my grandmother gave my mother up and then had another baby and kept that one, mm, yeah. if I didn't know that, I wouldn't understand my mother as Trudy mm-hmm. and not mommy. And I wouldn't have been able to see her humanity and to see that she is both. She's not either or she's both and and so in my process i just blessed somebody with that yeah you did you did and so in my process of my own healing i had to accept that she could not give me what she did not have yes and so i had to accept that my mother would cook for me like if i was sick trudy to the rescue like if i you know if i if i needed her to do something for me she she could do that yeah she could could cook and she can nurse me back to health she can come and clean the house and she could wash my clothes but if i wanted somebody to love me to hug me Mm. to tell me that i was smart Mm. that i was beautiful i wasn't gonna get that from her and at some point i had to accept it yeah i had to accept that she can't do this for me yeah she can't and the third point just going to go on into it. And the third point, which is just as crucial, is I had to grieve mm. that loss. Wow. Point yeah. number three is you got to grieve that loss. All You got you to gotta grieve the loss. And, and we got to grieve people that are still walking. Yes. And I had to grieve it and it hurt. And yeah. I cried. I cried for years. Yeah. I was in therapy for years. Hell, I'm still in therapy. Not for that. Yeah. But, but it, it don't matter. <laughs> Every good therapist is in therapy. Yeah, because don't be scared. I, you should right. You should because first of all, that the the work that that therapist through is 
uh, soul work anyway. So when you take that, that transferring of that energy of somebody who comes in there, you have to be able to release that so yes. that you can do your, your work effectively. It does not. And you don't take that home to your own. Yeah. Or you, know, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. And people don't realize. Yeah. Yeah. Even, and, and I think it's important for, I mean, this is off track a little bit anyway, but I think that anybody who does any work that requires you to have to take on other people's stuff you gotta you gotta yeah. have an outlet for that even if it's leadership because as a leader you know you your staff come to you talking mm-hmm. to you about the outside issues that have yeah. nothing to do with work yeah. and you you struggle with how do you manage that and this person you supposed, supposed to tell them uh, i understand that right. this right. happened but are you coming to work tomorrow <laughs> it's a struggle but you know you gotta you gotta figure it out but yes grieving the loss of the people that are here and Mm -hmm. also not here that is is it's a struggle because reverse back to number one you gotta tell the truth because you gotta realize what you lost because sometimes it's not physical no the emotional part of whatever it is that you lost like that Mm-hmm. And you and you gotta know that it's not coming back. Once you grieve it, it's not that isn't coming back. Yeah. So there's another thing that we have to grieve that is rarely unspoken. It's the hope mm. that we have that it might that it could be different. Yeah. Man, that's a word right there. We gotta grieve it. You 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 have to reconcile the fact that you may never get it yeah and 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 like you said earlier and what are you going to do you can you can you be okay yeah are you can you be okay with them leaving can you be okay with them saying they can't give you that can you be okay with that not turning out Mm -hmm. the way you hope that it would turn Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. and to still be able to function Mm -hmm. to still be able to live and thrive because sometimes once you go through that people you got to be honest with yourself that okay if the, mm-hmm. if i can't get that it's going to break me but will it really well no because it's your responsibility to get your own needs met wow because and so oof. daddy didn't meet your need mommy didn't meet your need but it's up to you now so we have to go internal yeah so how can you build that internal fortitude to get your own needs met yeah mommy, daddy can't do it for you now anyway yeah yeah uh what's number four <laughs> this is this is so good this is so good what's no what's not what's number four okay so we're telling the truth accepting mm-hmm. what has and has not happened grieving the loss and the possibility of hope so i'm going to put an asterisk next next to that and the possibility of hope yeah and what would number four be now you got to define or redefine your boundaries Mm, bound listen because life's got to look different now yeah you your thoughts have to be different what you say to yourself has to be different and what you do has got to be different yeah so what used to work for you you know you know why people come to therapy because what they've been doing ain't don't working. work no more it ain't working then they got to try something different it ain't working yeah this this, this no longer works for us yeah and so what would um just a, I guess a little asterisk here too. Like, what does redefining boundaries look like? Is it depending on whatever it is you're healing from, or is it kind of generally the same? 
snow that is a that's such an individualized answer okay because what you need and what i need are two different different things yeah right so i'll just use this um as an example i have a client who lost her mom when she was nine Mm. and so and she's a she's a very um dark-skinned girl gorgeous Mm. gorgeous um tall like i mean just like my god girl hey boo (laughs) (laughs) that's bae she doesn't see that Mm. and part of the reason she doesn't see it is because one she lost her mom at such a long time uh such at such an early age but then she had to move her father lived father had other wives and other children Mm. and wouldn't feed them and said Mm. stuff about her because she was dark skinned and just, you know, just, just really, really, really um, played with her self-esteem. And so it became this like tape, right? And so everything that is happening to her is filtered through this, you know, no one loves me. Yeah. The only person that ever loved me was my mom. Yeah. Um, And so we've just gotten to the point where she has been able to say no. She doesn't have to. And she's the middle child of her mother's and father's children. She's Mm -hmm. the middle child. And so she, you know, middle children are always like the peacemaker. They're always the bridge. Bridge was killing her, showing up to every event because none of the other kids showed up. Yeah. Being that responsible child, just doing all of these things that she didn't want to do and just being so depleted at the end. Yeah. And so she had to learn how to say no. Mm. So that she could create a space for herself. Yeah. Where she could do some of the things that she enjoys doing. Right. Instead of having to be there for everybody else. Yeah. I'm a client. Your boundary might be saying yes. Go, please go out on a date. Right. <laughs> I mean, how much more does the dude have to do to let you know that he's interested? <laughs> He's showing up. He's there. Yeah. Right. Standing outside. And you still yeah. looking out the window. No. <laughs> you know, for some, sometimes it just might be stopped. It, so it just, it just really it varies. Yeah. But see, this is why you need the help of to figure the it partnership out. of a therapist mm-hmm. to be able to help you sift through what's going on inside of you. Yeah. If you knew how to do that, you'd be healed. Yeah. Like you said, it's individualized because if those people are connected, because, you know, we do a lot of um, self-therapy by trying to like talk to our friends and, oh, was she doing mm-hmm. that? And she's like, saying like, she getting better. What you doing, girl? Let me, let me take, let's figure out what you doing. I'm going to try that and see it. But no, your, her, her journey is her journey. His journey mm-hmm. is, it, is different from mine. So it's going to look different and our yeah. healing is going to look different mm-hmm. um, because if it takes you two years to get through number one. Yeah. It, it, Which it does. Yeah. It does. There's a lot of filters. There's a lot of, there's so much stuff yeah. that goes into it. And it's like, it, it's honest. It's yeah. an attempt to survive. Yeah. Okay. So we've defined, we're defining or redefining boundaries. What is number five? Number five is you got to take a risk by making a different choice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One and five is scary. Oh, listen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh, take a risk. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. I so mean, that- if you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. Yeah. So that- you have to do something different. Yeah. You got, you got to do something different. 
Yeah, that is a struggle right there because somebody, you know, sometimes taking the risk and that's scary all over again. But I, but if you want, like you said, you want a different result, you have to do something different. So you got to be, and, and, and like you said, if you've gotten through one through four, you should, that process should have built up your confidence. If you really did number one, if you really told the truth, yeah, really told the truth, then the rest of it should be easier. Be and taking, even though it's not to say it's not going to be scary, yeah, to do something yeah. different. But the first time you say no, when you feel guilty about saying it, is going to be so freeing. The first time you say yes, when you know you mm-hmm. told yourself these things, the first time that you um, do the thing that you've been wanting to do, you know, mm-hmm. making that video on YouTube or whatever, you know. I mean, right though. Yeah, you got. You are right. It's gotta. You have to make a different choice. Yeah, that is. No, these are these steps are really, really good. Like all of these steps require work. Like each and every step requires your own personal work. Like you said in the beginning, you all facilitate the space. You facilitate the safe space to be able to do the work, but it's up to the individual to actually do the work. And if you don't do the work, you hinder your progress. You hinder your, your healing ultimately because can't nobody make you do it. Can't nobody make you heal. Can't nobody make you get to where you're trying to get to. You have to do the work. It's not anybody else's work to do. Yeah. It's your, your life. Yeah. And you can, you decide you I believe that you we have the power to live life exactly as we want to. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. We choose the life we want. Yeah. That's so true. We choose it. Yeah. And so if this is the choice that you keep making all the time, mm-hmm. I just have to accept that that's the life that you want. You don't want that life. Then you do something different then you you gotta make different choices. yeah that is so that is absolutely it's it's that is so true because you think it's sometimes it's just so easy to be able to say i can't do that this is the way it is this is, or you know hear people say this is the way i always been it is what it is it really isn't mm-hmm. if if you're willing to do the work necessary to make the difference then it can be different but we yeah. it's the fear of um, what that difference may look like, you know what I mean? And yeah. just being married to the idea of, of I don't want to say like the mirage, but like whatever the, like, I guess even what you were saying, like the possibility comfort. of hope. Yeah. Like you just. It's married to a level of comfortability. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta get uncomfortable. You gotta get uncomfortable. In order I, to change. I have a client right now who, you know, we're working about uh, working with this accomplishment, like, she has to be meeting a goal and mm. she does not like her job. The job that she wants pays significantly less, but it's like, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But are you going to keep showing up to this job on purpose? On purpose. Yeah. Complaining. Yeah. <laughs> about, about, yeah. It not being what you want it to be. Your life having no passion, your yeah. life having no fulfillment, how you would, you could just how you come alive yeah. when you go and you do your community service. And I get it, right? Yeah. You have a you have a whole financial component around it. 
But I mean, come on now. Yeah, no, and it, I'll, nev- I'll never be broke. I'll never be broke because I'm. This is what I was put on this earth to do. Yeah, I'll never be broke. But you know, everybody has their thing, and it, it, you know, people got to do it when they're ready. Yeah, that's very true. You can't force yes. people into their change. But you got to make a different choice. Hell, I left my eighty thousand dollar government job to be a therapist. Listen, did I? Is that it, I, hate this job. Yeah. I hate this job. I went to work and I died for eight hours a day. I sat there dying for eight hours a day because that is not what I was designed to do. To and the longer I did it, the harder it got, the more I hated it. Yeah. So eventually, I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. I'm out. Here, here I am. And you know what's so crazy? Like it, everyone knows my journey in, in doing this. I've actually loved my job. I enjoyed the people that I work with. I didn't like the stress of it all, but it was it was affecting my family. It was affecting my marriage. It was affecting mm-hmm. my mood. It was affecting my energy. Mm-hmm. And I am currently, I'm not making no money. I'm not selling anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. But when I tell you I am the happiest I've ever been, mm-hmm. and I, I get zero dollars mm-hmm. and zero cents every day like you can't I I can't even I can't even describe it and so every time I I, honestly it cannot buy you peace and even when I think about working sometimes if I if I like ultimately I know that if it came down to it and I need to do what I need to do I'm Bye. You yeah. know, still do this, <laughs> yeah. but I, I got to go to yeah. work. You got to do what you need to do. But I know that as long as God continues to provide and make sure that we still have mm-hmm. a roof of our head, lights in the house, and then food on the table, I'm good with the bare minimum because I'm doing what He's called me to do. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. He's ready to fully provide in a, in a, in the area that I'm in, He will. And that's a different type of you know, faith, that's a different yeah. level of it. But it also, I did the work I've been doing. Yeah. It didn't happen there overnight. It took me two, two and a half years to get to here, you know, yeah. but I did the work to be able to say, I'm comfortable. Yeah. And I'm, I, I took the risk. Right. So I think about choice. it. And look at how it's, look at it, how it's paid off. It's, it's blessing me. It's blessing my family. My husband, so my uh, kids said the other day, Ma, you just ain't so stressed out. And so he was like, no, she is not. Let me tell you. <laughs> she, no, she is not. She is much better, not a much better person now. And I was like, okay then. <laughs> was that a trigger for you? Like, what is going on? <laughs> I was like, yes, mommy is a much better person now. I'm much happier. But you don't realize it again. I thought that I was happy, but Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how it was affecting me. So, and that's a, you know, sometimes you're healing. You may not see it. It shows up in in the people around you that you you got to, you feel it. Yeah. You feel it and you'll see it. You'll see how you're growing. Yeah. You'll feel it. You'll feel different. Yeah. It's definitely, it's worth it. Y'all. I'm just telling you, it's worth it to do the work. You, You have to do the work. Yes. There is no going over. There's no going under. There's no going around. Through. Have to go through. Yes. Yes, ma'am. So for people who would like to get unstuck, how are people, <laughs> how can people connect with you? You know, in addition to these, uh, this is the third time, YouTube videos that you can start doing. <laughs> how can people connect to you? uh with you in real life in real life how can they connect to your uh your office so 
in real life, the best way to get in contact with my office is through email. Okay. And that is info at unstuck counseling. I N F O at U N S P U C K C O U N S E L I N G dot com. That is the best way to contact us. You have a okay. phone number though, 240-806-8401. You may not get an answer because we are in session, but we can easily respond to an email. We respond to email five, maybe six days a week. Okay. Um, that is your best bet. Tell us why you're interested in coming. We accept insurance. We accept, accept self-pay. That is awesome. I, yeah, I, I'll, de- I'll put this in the show notes. That'll yes, be in there so people. Yeah, I will put that in the show notes so people can connect with you. Thank you so much for doing this. I feel like we could have gone a whole nother hour, um, but um, we got to have you back on because just l- l- listen, I, I can't. I'm I'm at a loss for words because I'm just like I I had a whole healing session over here on my own, y'all. I just want y'all to know that y'all definitely this was this was a blessing for me. I hope that everybody got something because you dropped a lot of gems today to just really cause people to start thinking you know what I'm saying like that yeah. sometimes that's just the start that like you don't even know until someone says it and you're like hmm maybe that is me so I definitely encourage you all to reach out to Valencia and her unstuck counseling group um, to really start your start your healing process because you will thank you Okay. <laughs> if don't nobody yeah. else thank you, you will thank you, yourself. <laughs> you deserve healing. You deserve wholeness. Yes. You deserve it. Yes. Thank you so, so much, Valencia. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I will come back anytime. All right, y'all. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slain Self Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya.